Good morning, fantasy football. This is the Beer League Fantasy Podcast. Beer League? Beer League. I'm your host, Tyler Rose, and I'm joined by my great friends, Tanner Higgins and Cody Butts. Uh, we got a special episode ready for you guys today. Um, we're going to go through a bunch of topics that we've listed out. Um, got some great information, some rest of season stats, um, some predictions that we have, um, some of our opinion, obviously. Um, first, we're going to start out with our rest of season studs. Um, and I'll go ahead and go first. My rest of season stud is going to be Sony Michelle. Uh, so Sony Michelle was behind Rex Burkhead. Um, and James White for a little bit. He wasn't getting a lot of production the first couple of weeks. Um, but he actually had a breakout game. Um, he had 112 rushing yards and one touchdown. Uh, he didn't have any receiving yards, um, but it didn't really matter. They absolutely smoked the Dolphins. Um, they made a statement there. Um, they made a statement that they were going to use him too, and I love him. I think, honestly, the draft capital that they spent on him, a they spent a first-round pick on him. I don't see how... They're not, they weren't going to use him throughout the season. So I got him in a couple leagues, and I really like him that way. He was just a hold for a couple weeks, and now he's coming to fruition. I think he's honestly like a plug-and-play, like an RB2. I don't think you can count him in as your RB1 because he's going to have some dud games because he's not. he doesn't have that receiving back floor that some other backs are going to have. Like James White's going to be that receiving back for the Patriots if they're throwing. Um, but when you are on a high-powered offense like the Patriots and people who can get it done in our in games every single week don't really put up absolute dud of games, you want to own that back. And sometimes in the past for the Patriots, it's been hard to know which back to own. Like it could be one back this week, the other back another week. But I think he's going to be the back to own in that backfield. And I really think he's going to make people's teams a lot better and hold your team up, you know, until you make – even through the playoffs. I think he's a, he's a plug-and-play guy. I mean, yeah, I, I think Sony Michelle. This is my opinion of Sony Michelle. They will not be using him in the red zone, but he is a great back for outside of the red zone. I, I the, that's no, what I saw from from, from the last from the game. Oh, he's a, he's an everything back. You, yeah, that's what you think because yeah. I they they seem to be putting James White in in the red zone. That's what I, I saw at least because I was I was watching maybe Sony was a lot of third and long like yeah. Sony Michelle is definitely their power back though. I mean, if they're on the goal line, they're going to hand it off. I'd be surprised if they give it to White over Sonny Michelle. But they could. I mean, they could. It happens. People do that all the time. It was my stuff. observation. No, you're right. <laughs> no, I mean, you're. I mean, you're saying yeah. it for a reason. Yeah. I I think Sonny Michelle. He, I mean, like I say, he's he's all around. He's an all around back. He's the best back that they've had in New England, in my opinion, or will be in, in a while, hmm. and. I, I just think he has so much potential, and I think you picking him up in those leagues is really mm-hmm. smart. Yeah, um, he's going to get more volume as the weeks come on. Like I, he just is, and so I I totally agree with mm-hmm. your yeah with him. Big so. time. All right, um, Tanner, take it away. So um, the player that I chose is Calvin Ridley. Um, maybe reaching a little bit for this one, but I do think that the guy has a lot of potential. I mean, he's shown us a lot. I definitely think that he's going to take a little bit of a dip. He's not going to. I mean, he's the no, he's the number one receiver right now. 
which wow. is stunning. I mean, people probably wouldn't believe that if I told them. I didn't when you first told yeah, me for the no. show. I yeah, really didn't. Exactly. <laughs> um, I think that just being in Atlanta is a great place for him to be successful because of just the, the way their offense works. And I think that Julio just draws so much attention mm-hmm. that it really opens up the field for him. Yeah. And maybe it's not quite the like we were talking about Thielen and Diggs, kind of like their, their duo and how each of them are pretty equal as far as like automatic starts, like well, almost wide receiver ones, really. I don't. I wouldn't go as far as as to say that, but I definitely think that he's a receiver on a team who's the second wide receiver that can that can potentially be a start in the future. And I mean, he's 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 a baller. So he's definitely going to take a little bit of a dip, but I I, I do think that Matt Ryan likes throwing to him and will continue to hit him for targets. And I think that that Atlanta defense is terrible, and they're just going to have to be airing out the ball all the time, just keep up games. Like, they're going to have to score 40 points or more to win a game, like, because their defense just literally can't stop anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, Matt Ryan did just come off of a 40 point game against uh, uh, Saints. So, that, yeah. No, I agree. He's just, I think that was like the same game Calvin Ridley like went. For sure, on. he dropped thirty points in the last game. Yeah, no, Matt Ryan's been doing yeah. fucking amazing. He this year, I agree. He is he is an awesome quarterback. Like I really, I kind of wanted him. Like in some leagues, I was like, man, I didn't get him in any leagues. But I, he was one guy. I was like, man, I think his stock is pretty low. I was like, I oh, think yeah, I was like, he was I, was like yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, he would go undrafted in some places. I was mm-hmm. like. Wow, I was like to like the ceiling of what that guy can do. I was like, I was surprised people weren't taking him. But I was like, that gives all the more reason as to why you shouldn't take a quarterback early. But I mean, yeah, it's this exact thing. We're like the top like three quarterbacks, and we're now we're getting our quarterback thing. But the top three quarterbacks are like they were all like undrafted people, like Golf, Matt Ryan, and Patrick Mahomes probably went undrafted <laughs> in most leagues. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're the top three quarterbacks this year. Anyway, we'll get we'll get to that later. But Cody, uh, go ahead and take away. Your pick. So my rest of season stud is Alvin Kamara. Currently, he's the number one running back um, with about 100 points in just four games. So that's about 25 points per game. Um, I think even though Ingram is coming back, he's still going to have the production he's been having um, with with Mark with them coming back. So I he's very hot. He's going to stay hot. He'll be a good player for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody's going to deny that Kamara can be a good person. I think the only people's concern is that what you kind of brought up is Ingram's going to Ingram's going to come back, and Ingram's such a talent that it's hard to think that they don't give him something. Like they're not. They're just not going to not use Ingram. Right. So it's like, but they're not going to just not use Kamara. Either. You're right. Like, yeah. like that, that's that's the thing. I mean, in my opinion, I think they should trade off Ingram, but. Well, they they they're gonna let him go right out of his contract, and he's not gonna stay there next year. Oh, right, absolutely. But, yeah, and he's gonna go sign somewhere else. But yeah, I I agree. I I have Mark Ingram in one of my links coming back this mm-hmm. week. I am looking forward to starting him because he gives me a better option than what I have. I don't have. Oh, I mean, over. Uh, you know, I, I can't even remember who I was starting in my second running back, but it was not. Yeah, I can't even. I can't. I don't even know the name. Yeah. So, I don't think that he's going to affect Kamara. I think Kamara, 
like last year, both of them, I'm pretty sure, were top five running backs. Yeah, I mean, they were both studs yep. at the same and time. It On worked. The yeah. They were both happy. The only reason that I feel like it worked is because they were winning. And I feel I feel like if the Saints were losing, that Mark Ingram would would bitch. Mm-hmm. Like I, he's just been known when Adrian Peterson was there and they had to split carries, he didn't like it. Neither yeah. one of them liked it. It didn't work. They both were sour about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think that since Kamara's been there for four games, I think he's I think he he plays even more than he did last year. I don't even think they split even. I think it's going to be like 70-30. It could be, yeah. Like, why Why would you not play Kamara for... You can use him for every down. Yep. Every down, every... Yep. Any place on the field. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might want to put Mark Ingram in for some more goal line situations, I guess. Right. He's not that much bigger. Yeah. But, Yeah. Kamara, I wish I would have chose Kamara over Le'Veon Bell. I'm being dead serious. Oh my! Well, even, I mean, maybe yeah. even if they were, even if Le'Veon was playing right now, I don't know. I, I Kamara, he looks good. He looks good. really good. Yeah. And that's that's the thing is that what what would you say if somebody was to ask you, be like, well, I have like um, some back or something like that that I want to play, but I have Mark Ingram that I can play. Should I wait a week or should I just plug him in, play him, and go for it? Like, do you do you advise people to play him if they have the spot for him? Like, would you play him over, like, an Alex Collins? Would you play him over... It, it depends on who it is. Mean? It depends on who it is. Yeah. Alex Collins, that's, that's iffy. Yeah. Maybe not. It would have to be, to me, it would have to be, like, a... I don't know. Like in my situation, Matt Breida, mm-hmm. that that might be like the cut line at like a running back like that. I'd probably play him over Matt Breida. Yeah, say to be honest. I think Breida's done well, but I'd probably play Ingram over yeah. Matt Breida. I mean, I think it's a safer floor. I think it is safer. Yeah, better yeah. team too. So, all right. So moving on, uh, some news. Uh, we got about Le'Veon. This has been a constant thing this entire season. I'm sure it will not end. Um, but Le'Veon is projected to come back week seven, correct? After their bye week six? I think their bye week is seven. Oh, their bye week is seven, so he comes back week eight. Okay. So what do you make of that? Um, I mean, obviously, if you have him on your team, now you got to hold him. you got to hold him. If he's on or you trade him for something really yeah. good. Well, you're right. He right had, before week seven, his value, his value kind of peaked. It a depends little bit, on so what you get a little bit more. It, it depends on what you need. Yeah. I think that if you need if you need like receivers, and you've already got a or back, and you already have you're comfortable with your backs, it might be a good idea. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. You'd be able to get a stud for Le'Veon. Too. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hold him. I'm going to try. I, I need, like, I, my situation, I'm good at receiver. I need a running back. Um, I, I really need a running back. Even if it's, like I said earlier, even if he's not to what his Le'Veon standards are, I still need a good running back. And so I'm, I'm holding him. Do you think there's any fair one-for-one trades with Bell and a receiver at this point in the season? Just the I, ceiling of Bell is just so high, you got to ask for, like, a top seven receiver. A top seven? I would almost say top like four. 
What? See, I'm not. See, I wouldn't trade. Like, if I had Michael Thomas, I would. I'm yeah. not going to trade even, him straight up. Don't even go earlier. <laughs> you were not even interested. You. I, I'm not you, interested in Le'Veon. I am not because he's going to come back to the Steelers, and they are not going to play him. That's my personal. They're opinion. going to play. Him. They're going to play him. He's going. But they've play. got. They've got James Conner, man. Like, what? What are they? They're just not going to play James Conner. They're going to still use James Conner, man. Hey, I'm just telling you when. <laughs> Once I mean, Le'Veon comes back, James Conner is going. Is his, his? I mean, they're going to play him. He's going to play, but trust me, it's his. His minutes are going to go exponentially down I, if Le'Veon's actually playing, and if he's in shape, if he's in shape, Le'Veon's going to play. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, it's what happened to like what was it a couple of years ago? I think it was Le'Veon was hurt. I don't. I think he might have been suspended, but I think he was hurt actually for four games. No, he. I think he was hurt. And D'Angelo Williams <laughs> yeah. played for him. Same situation. Yeah. Started the season was amazing. Yeah, was, but Le'Veon has left he, a bad mojo on the Steelers team, man. They're they don't want to lose, man. They're. Losing. I understand yeah. that, but. I, yeah. I don't know. They are losing. They're See, if I'm on that well. team, I'm I'm not very happy that he's coming back. I'm like trade trade him. You I'm sure what? that's the case for a lot of people. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they work out a deal. Maybe I'm the only one saying this, but I think deep down in Le'Veon's heart, he actually <laughs> kind of likes he likes the Steelers. Yes, he likes the Steelers. He likes the Steelers. Yeah. He we just need, wants money. We need to put that uh, crying man deep down in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> we should I'm put still that. Alive. <laughs> no, I mean, we just have to watch and wait and see what happens with Le'Veon. That's the thing. Like, we we really can't tell at this point in the season. Like, it, and with with yeah. the news that we have, all we know is he's coming back week eight, no, well, week seven. But it's yeah. it's tough, man. Because the thing is, when he comes back, I'm telling you, like, you can play him that week eight or whatever. But he's not going to be productive until like week nine. Like I don't think he's going to come back that first week and just world beat it and just no. like I don't even know who he they play. He's never had. It. He's not done that before. Yeah, I think it's going to take him it at least a week him, to get adjusted. It takes him a while. Yeah. I mean, you can't. I wouldn't even try to play either of the Steelers backs that week. Even with them being on a bye week and having all that practice before. Probably not. No. Okay. You're going that long. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he, been with the Steelers all summer long. Yeah. He's been what on vacations? They have a new. The thing is, rumor he's been on vacations. Oh, he has. He has been. He's been running around jet skis. (laughs) Says he's working out twice a day, but he's been on vacation. Bullshit. Anyway, (laughs) um, the thing is, though, is what I think a factor that people are not looking at with this Steelers offense with Bell coming back. They have a new offensive coordinator in that system. Bell has not been around him at all, so it's like, how is he going to get accustomed to him in that system? Like, it seems like they run kind of the same system. They might be passing a little bit more than what they used to, but that could be because they don't have Bell. Yeah. And they have Juju and Antonio Brown. But I'm just saying that is a factor, and he doesn't – like, offensive quarter is not going to come in and just keep the same system the old one was running. They're going to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. So that's just a, a thing to keep in mind. It's, yeah, yeah, I didn't even about that. Yeah. So – and also with, um, with Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon made his debut last week with the New England Patriots. I think he had two catches for, like, 30 yards around there. Nothing crazy impressive. He didn't go out and light the world on fire. Um, but it was good to see him out there, I think. And I people think, were excited to watch him out there. Yeah. Like, that that was the thing. Like, and people, you, you he caught his first ball, and you could just 
like hear. I mean, we're watching it over TV, but you could hear everybody yelling and screaming, like, yeah, excited to watch him play because he's gonna change. Uh, he's not gonna change the Patriots, but he's going. He's going to give the Patriots something they haven't had in a while, and that's a really good run or wide receiver. Yeah, I agree. I think they're gonna they're gonna use him. He's just gonna take a week or two or a couple weeks to get into the system, and by then you're gonna be able to rock and solid wide receiver. I mean, even though Edelman's coming back, I just Edelman can't do what Josh Gordon can do. Not at I, his age, not at his age. Not even close. Not like, do you think Do you think Josh Gordon is gonna be, start bringing Tom Brady's stock up? Because I know we're gonna talk about quarterbacks later on in the podcast. But do you think Josh Gordon here in two or three weeks brings Tom Brady's stock up? I think it wouldn't, especially with Edelman coming back. I think Both it has of them to. probably have a little bit. I think it has to. It can't hurt him. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Gronk's a little bit beat up right now, but we've seen Tom Brady succeed without Gronk before. I mean, he oh, right. won a freaking Super Bowl without Gronk. I mean, he, he's going to be he did just fine. Like, he doesn't need Gronk to succeed like that. It just makes him throw the wide receivers a little bit more, which honestly mm-hmm. helps them out yeah. too. So. But all right. That's just a person to keep your eye on. If you wanted to trade for him, I'd say you you could because his price isn't super high right now. And if you believe in him and you want him and you think he's going to do well, maybe it's a person. If you need wide receiver help, there's a lot of people. There's worse people I could think of that you'd have to start out there. But you're taking a risk on him, but high risk, high reward. All right. So next on, we got Odell Beckham. So Odell has came, came in this season, you know, got paid, and – Came in and was drafted on most people's teams as a top two, top three receiver. Like late first round, early second round, pretty much in every single draft. Now he's the wide receiver 22, ranked right now. What do you make of that? I mean, do you you got to plug and play him. You ain't got a better option I, out there. I was like, listening to uh, First Take today. They're talking about that. They're talking about Odell. And he's actually got quite a few targets <laughs> in receptions. He just hasn't found the end zone. Mm-hmm. And I've heard different so – I haven't watched the Giants closely enough to, like, assess what the issue is. I've heard some people say, oh, well, their line their line still is not that great. And then I hear people saying, oh, well, Eli Manning is – he just sucks now. He's just old. He sucks. He just can't get it to him. So I, I can't make an assessment of one or the other, but – I wouldn't fret about it too much because, I mean, I just think he's going to pick up the pace. I definitely don't think we put the blame on Odell. I think no, that, no, that no. is a it's, safe it's assumption yes. is to not put the blame on Odell because I think Odell absolutely has the talent. He yeah. has the talent. He could be that you know top five wide receiver, but he you're, you say he's getting targets, but... They just must not be the right targets or they're pressured targets. He just can't find the end zone. That's yeah. what to it. And I mean, I think that's a big come. difference. Yeah, I agree. And I think Saquon, I mean, Saquon's got to affect his production a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you got, they have a great running back now mm-hmm. and you need to feed him the ball and the offense needs to operate through him. And even though, even if you want to say Odell's a better player, which you can probably say that right now. You just need to go through the running back. So I think I think it has a little bit to do with it as well. No, but it definitely does. I think because yeah. Eli Manning's kind of become like a Charlie Checkdown almost and going to. But I think that with Evan Ingram going out, 
I think this is going to help Odell's production a little bit next couple weeks while Ingram's out, um, like him and Sterling Shepard as well. Um, I think are going to be they're just going to get more targets in, in every facet of the game. So, all right. So on to our big topic of quarterback troubles. There is trouble in the air. Um, in most people's leagues, the top two quarterbacks that were drafted were Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Both of them have not even come close to their cla- their um, draft capital. It's pissing me off. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm, I've heard it from so many different sources and people that are saying, like, they're actually really upset with Rodgers because they spent such a high pick on him. You could have got, like, a good wide receiver running back with it for sure. And but you went and drafted his quarterback, expecting him to go out and light the world on fire, and he's just been average, or like even maybe a little bit below average, almost. Dare I say? Like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like, I don't even know. It's like okay. the fifteenth quarterback right now. I go ahead. No, uh, I, I hate to stop you, no, but you're fine. Aaron Rodgers. This is the thing. There, there's three main things. He doesn't have a running back. He's got Aaron Jones coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. Has he, he has really? I mean, no, no. But that he uh, maybe in Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy <laughs> at one point. Yeah. All right. Anyway, he doesn't have a receiving core. I, I really don't think he has a very good receiving core. They got rid of Jordy Nelson, which was his number one. That's debatable. I mean, yeah. I think I don't know why they got rid of Jordy Nelson, but it, it, yeah, it really doesn't make sense to me. And he's had a bum knee. I mean, it's startable. Yeah. I mean, as a quarterback, it's hard to throw far with a bum knee. It's I clearly mean, affecting him. It yeah. has to be. There's no reason for him no, to be doing or putting out the performance that he has been with, you know, how good he is. Like, well, you know what? He needs to just sit. The, he just needs to sit out then so I can start. I can just <laughs> know to start Matt Ryan because even with his bum knee, you still got to freaking start him. Because you just have to. Because Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, <laughs> and I just wish he sat out. I just wish he was just literally ruled out for the last two games. I probably would have had two wins right now instead of two losses back-to-back. Do you start? that, 15 points per game crap. For the, really what he's doing. For the foreseeable future, <laughs> do you start Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff? You have to, dude. You have to start Rodgers. Okay. Like, like yeah, but golf is ranked the freaking like if, three if, quarterback right now. <laughs> and he's I know, doing awesome. But this is my thing. Rams are a way better team. Sometimes it's all matters. Yeah. I I mean yeah I agree. I'm gonna continue to start Rodgers. You you have no, to. I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand. Like if if Aaron Rodgers didn't have his name, I would definitely start Jared Goff. But. Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers, you can't take, you can't not start him because I mean, so he's gonna break out. He's gonna break out. He's gonna have a, a really good game, and then he's gonna have a great rest of the season. That's what's gonna happen. He played the Bills last week, and I'm thinking, finally, he plays the Bills. Like he's gonna score at least 25. He scores 14 and fumbles like three, three. I'm pretty sure like three turnovers. So I'm sure. He, he fumbled it once. I didn't know that. He fumbled it once for sure, and he threw a pick. And I'm pretty sure he either fumbled again or threw another pick. It was one or the other. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure he turned the ball over two or three times, though. Like, like I was like, oh, my gosh. Damn. Yeah. But they still won. They shut him out. It was still like 19-0 or something like that. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even a, it wasn't even a game. That Bill's offense, man. 
They can't do anything. I think they're going to have one win on the season, and that was probably against one of the best teams in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to make no sense. But I re- like the way that they played. They might. I shouldn't lie. They should. They'll probably get about maybe one or two more wins. But they just that Green Bay defense is not good, and they couldn't do anything against them at all. They, they couldn't move the ball whatsoever. No. no. It's like man. I mean, I think Josh Allen helps that team out a little bit, but they got to find the rhythm or something. Like because they're just they're just not doing it. Yeah. It's just not happening. So on the topic of quarterback troubles, what do you guys think of Tom Brady? He hasn't been doing very hot either. I mean, the, these are literally your top two, you know, quarterback picks from the draft, and they're just doing, you know, what you would expect a rookie quarterback to do. I mean, I which know. they're veteran quarterbacks. At yeah. some point, we have to be realistic about Tom Brady. Yep. Like it's not like he's gonna he's gonna drop. 30 points a game and then and then one season until he retires like until the day he hits 44 he's going to score 40 points or 30 points a game we're like we're almost expecting him to to produce the same production year over year until he until he's 50 years old like it's just not going it's not going to happen he's got to slow down at some point maybe this is the year i think it probably is do they have a new offensive coordinator because no, no, new defense. defense. Defensive, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I. The thing is, though, is if you look back and you read some articles about Brady and why I tried to like stay away from. Him. Usually, I was a Brady truther for years ago. I mean, I loved him. I tried to give him every single fantasy like I possibly could because I was when prime and he was a monster. But it's just it comes a time where you start to look at the stats and he. We've talked about this before on the podcast that like old guys. In the NFL, like as the season progresses, they start to fall off. Like they really do. Yeah. They start off hot, they do really well, and you think they're just fine. And then you trust them so much, you build their team around them, and then they just kind of disappoint you, like in the fantasy playoffs. And I think that's what Brady's going to do this year. Like I just don't know if yeah. he's going to be able to keep it up. Like it, I hate to say that about him. I mean, he's one of the best of all time, but it's like it. I would, I would try to get a backup option, or I try to trade him right now. Like after he just had a good game, I try to, I try to flip him. Like, for somebody that needs a quarterback or whatever, like, because Brady still got the name value, and I would just get rid of him and just get something for him. And just pick up a quarterback. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks in the waiver wire you can grab, and you make your team a little bit better. But That's the thing, though, is I was – I've – a couple of times I've, I've told you guys, I was like, you guys want anything for Rodgers? And no one responds. I almost think that it's almost impossible unless someone really needs a quarterback, unless you, like, need a quarterback. Like no one, no one's willing to trade for a quarterback. Yeah. And one thing that I've learned this year, and I think I'm for future drafts, I think I'm going to change is I'm I'm not going to reach for a quarterback anymore. I'm not going to do it because it's it's pointless. It really is. Like you can pick off someone off the waiver, their points, their production. Unless you're really picking somebody off, like I don't know, someone's really average year to year. Um, you you I feel like with any quarterback you kind of get just random production all the time, and it doesn't really matter who you have, like as long as they're not like mm-hmm. just so average. But yeah. like I'm not I'm not gonna reach for them anymore. It's it's pointless. Yeah, I just it's not. I think this year's been kind of a wonky year for quarterbacks. So there's yeah. a bunch of people that people thought would do well, but they didn't think they'd do this well so far. There's like people that have were like. Drafted really high, like even Russell Wilson 
Like, as much as I love him, like, he just hasn't been doing great this year. I mean, he has been doing – he's been having, he's had a couple good games, but I don't know. He's just not as good as what he once was yeah. for right now. Last I think he'll, year he was boss. Yeah. I think I think he'll turn it around, though, to be honest. Like, now he's going to get Baldwin back and he'll be ready to go. Um, but they have a new offensive coordinator. I think they're still working out the kinks of how to – he's trying to figure out how to use Russell Wilson and – Russell Wilson's just a beast of his own and his own little talent. So, all right. So, moving on to tight ends. The tight end pool is a mess right now. Disaster. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's pretty bad. it's pretty bad. Like, there's you want to know who the number one freaking tight end is on the season? No, no, Tanner. Why don't you tell yeah. us? <laughs> Jared Cook. <laughs> you imagine we'd be saying that week four that Jared Cook's number one tight end fantasy football. No. Not even close. So the thing is though, is like the top the top three tight ends that were drafted were Gronk, Kelsey, you know, Ertz. And they both all three of them have been good. Like they haven't been bad. Yeah. I mean, but it's like <laughs> you have Jared Cook who was undrafted pretty much every single league is number one tight end right now. And like Jimmy Graham is like people say he's like a top five, maybe top six tight end, and he's like ranked like fourteenth right now because he just he just now got a touchdown last week. I think that's his problem. I think he's yeah. pretty touchdown dependent. Like he'll get a lot of touchdowns, but if you don't get one, he's not gonna do yeah. awesome. But so this tight end landscape, what do you do with it? Like if you had I mean if you had Delaney Walker and you drafted him, or if you had Greg Olson and then you went down and you went on the waiver wire and luckily you got Eifert and then he, you know, held you out for like two games, and now he just blew out his ankle. Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, you got to start somebody in that spot. Like, who are you going to start? I would just start you know I mean? throwing random tight ends off because yeah. you're expected to at some point get a touchdown for one of them. <laughs> do you, I mean, do you like trust Vance McDonald to carry your team? No. <laughs> like, no, you don't trust uh, to carry your team. That might be the only literally yeah. the only option. You trust like Safarian Jenkins, like. I mean, these names are not sexy at all. Like, to go out there, and I would not feel comfortable starting either of those people. Like, I mean, but you might be forced to. And what, like, I don't know. Or do you go trade for a tight end? Do you there's, think it's valuable enough to go and trade for one? I'm telling you what, there's not much there. Yeah. And when you go look on the our, on our waivers or in the ten per, ten ten person leagues, and mm-hmm. there's not much there. In my in one league that I'm not with you guys, but I had Delaney Walker. He went down, obviously. It was a 14-person league, so there was really no one there at all when I went after there. After that, I got Disley for the Seahawks. Ended up having a couple of really good games just randomly. He goes down. There is no – like on in this league, there is no one – I might not even start a tight end because there is no one. I mean, obviously, I'm like, there is literally no one. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not kidding. No one at all. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I hope Vance McDonald's there. I hope. You say this is a 14-person league? Yeah. So this is a league that you don't compete with us against? No. I can give you some advice. If you want me to tell you somebody, go pick up Tyler Croft from the Bengals. I bet you. Oh, yeah. I I've bet heard you that. Still, I've heard that. I bet you he's lot. still there, and he's going to be a vi- vi- more viable option than anything else you're going to be able to find. Yeah, you're not wrong. No, I would go pick that's him. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. Now, some people are like... Um, Whatever the heck his name is, who's the other tight end that's for the Bengals? Euro, um, yeah, Euro. Uh, somebody Euro like or something. <laughs> something like that. I, some people are like, "Oh, his snap counts are better than Tyler Croft's," and I'm like, 
No, we've seen. I forget her. We've seen who they use. They use Tyler Croft. Like that's yeah. That guy did not. Or if Joku is still out there, which and he's Joku's not, not going to be. Yeah, out he's there. not going to be out he's there. But he's been getting a lot more snaps. No, I agree. And he's well, he's going to get. He's going to be much better now. Baker said. I think. He's gonna which is funny. I said that at the beginning of this, you know, very first podcast. I said, Tyrod and Baker will be targeting in Joku a lot. I just want to say that. Yeah, but I don't think Tyron. Tyron. <laughs> he's still only putting up like three points a game. Yeah, he's, he has yeah, not, he's not been doing very hot. But they have been targeting him, and he's been getting like five yards at a time. That's about not it. Bad. <laughs> yeah, with that tight end landscape, I mean, you just got to do with what you can. If you can trade for somebody and somebody has like two or three tight ends, I know some people do that, which is super weird. I would never do that. Um, I've maxed two. I mean, just to hold on to him if it's like this bad on the waiver wire. But I would maybe try and target somebody who's like, and the bottom part of your league, 0 and 4, 1 and 3 right now, and they they're trying to look for an asset. Give them a decent wide receiver for a, a decent tight end. At least it'll mm-hmm. hold your team above water. I mean, if you can willing to give them up, I wouldn't I wouldn't be ashamed to trade for a little bit undervalue for a decent tight end like that's there mm-hmm. to go get. All right. <clears throat> so a fun fact that Cody actually found, and I think you actually you just did the math yourself. Yep. Um, it's from the Rams and Minnesota game. If you would have started every single Rams player in all of your positions, correct? Yep. Like even like tight end and defense and everything yep. else, you would have scored 144 points in fantasy. And, and still, that's only starting Todd Gurley. That's not starting a second running back. Because, oh, <laughs> I mean, who's their, who's their second running back? <laughs> I, I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even, matter. Yeah. So you could have still started another stud running back and played the whole Rams offense. Because, I mean, I bet you, besides Todd Gurley and maybe Jared Goff, like who has other players on the Rams offense? Like, yeah. maybe 20%. No, you're right. But wow, that is available. That's cra- That literally yeah. speaks to how good. This Rams offense and team is. Oh yeah, they're they're so good. Yeah. Like it's stupid. It's fun to watch. They just make it they look are easy, man. Literally, just go down the field. It's like defenses just don't even. They don't even have a chance. They no. don't even get a blink. Just blink and they're gone. It's like they just have they have such good receivers, and it's like okay, we're gonna stop Todd Gurley, make golf beat us. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, yeah. Then you're gonna have Brandon Cook streaking on the sideline. I think like, it's. I think it's. I think it's Sean McVay. I agree too. I think he is a really good coach, yeah. especially on the offense, and he doesn't make the mistake that every other coach makes, and he doesn't let off the gas pedal. Yeah, like he he's aggressive the entire time. And he's not going to. He's not going to be concerned. He's not going to just stay conservative when he's up a score. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's like you know we need to we need to go we need to score. Mm-hmm. And of course he's got the weapons there obviously, mm-hmm. but jeez, I mean, like he doesn't play trestle ball. That's for sure. No. So, but I like it. I love it. Yeah. I think that those games are so fun to watch, and I want to pee every piece I can of that offense. I want to have one. You want offense? I uh, this is. Not talking about the Rams, but another offense I really like to watch 
is the Kansas City offense is because they are so good. And they they do kind of different plays. Like, they use uh, Tyree Kill. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm wearing his jersey. Uh, but <laughs> Tyree Kill, dude, they use him. Like, if you watch Tyree Kill just walk, run around the fucking field, dude, he just different things. Like, they, they played him where they basically made Tyree Kill run around the quarterback before the snap even started. Like, it was like, what, what am I watching? He literally wa- ran from the outside post to around the quarterback all the way back to his spot and then ran a play. I was like, what? <laughs> Why did he just do that? But they, it, it was like... It's Andy Reid. That is Andy Reid. <laughs> it, it, it's just fun to watch because it, you don't see that kind of offense very often. I agree. I think we're going to start seeing more of it, to be honest. I think more people are going to start And I think we're going to start seeing way. a lot more trick plays. I think a yeah. lot more trick plays. Yeah, I think you could call them trick plays, but like a shuffle pass or something like yeah. to the front or something. Uh, that's what like, I would consider that a trick I think, play. Yeah, no, you're right. But I think that that's going to be part of like people's standard offense because it works. Like It just mm-hmm. throws the defense off, and it's so fast. Mm-hmm. It's hard to stop. Like and It's a forward pass, so if they drop it, then it's, just, it's not a fumble. It's just a dead ball. Yep. So yeah, it's like, which works really well. But I, I'm excited. I, they've been – they were saying that this has been some of the most points that have been scored in the first. I think like, something came weeks. out today, yeah, about like, that ever in the history of the like, NFL, which is nuts. I love it because I love seeing I all these offensive people like get all these points. They and, came like, across the sleeper bot earlier today. I want to see it was like three thousand yeah. points or something some, like that. Yeah. That's fucking nuts. That is thousand points. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole league in the last four weeks. Yeah. yeah. There's thirty-two teams. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, but. That is a shit ton of points. That is a lot of bad defenses. <laughs> Which brings us into our next point, yeah. Cody. Good segue. <laughs> so, defenses. Since we just talked about how much offensive points are being scored, what the heck do you do about your fantasy defense? Man, a lot of these defenses that we drafted... Just pick one out of the basket. <laughs> unless you got the Jag, like we said, the Jags or yeah. um, the Bears, really. Yeah. Um, just just draw one out of the hat and just play him because that's what I'm about to start doing because Vikings defense is failing me. It's failing me hard. I play heavy on the matchups when it comes to defense. That's how I've been playing this year, heavy yeah. on the matchups. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I've been just going out to the waiver looking at, you know, comparing against the waiver to my team or my current defense's uh, matchup and picking whichever one's thing best. is I know that if you drop if I drop the Vikings defense someone's gonna pick him up like yeah I feel like someone's definitely gonna pick him up and like what am I supposed to do like oh my gosh they yeah, scored like, negative points the last two weeks because like what are you gonna do are you gonna hold two defenses like on your team no, not in the standard league I yeah. don't have room for that exactly. like I don't want to drop any other player for exactly. defense so. They're playing the Eagles this week. And I'm like, you know, like they've played, like, I feel bad for the Vikings almost because, yeah, they're, we keep saying they're an amazing team, but they, they're they're one and two, one, two and one right now. I mean, they're supposed to, I mean, you, there should be winning a couple of these games. I mean, obviously yeah. they're going to lose some, but, I mean, the Eagles probably will put up points against them too. Yes, and one of my I'm make the same mistake. Play the Vikings defense; they're gonna score like zero again. They just get screwed. Yeah, because like the other the people it makes a difference, man. Person's team you're playing against scores ten or yeah. something. I remember I wrote in the power rankings that I did. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm going to like 
probably win some games because of the Vikings defense. Well, I'm probably I'm losing games because of the Vikings defense. Yeah. No, I I'm pretty lucky that I got the Bears and I think they're a plug and play every single week. Like they've been they they've just been have they hurt. have weapons on their defense. Like dude, Clem Mack is a is a monster. Yeah. Like if the Raiders had him on the team, they would have they'd probably be like maybe two and two instead of one and three. Like to be completely honest, just that one player might have made that yeah, much of a difference. Doesn't make a difference. Like who's the other um, guy on their team that's really hot? Oh, I'm not sure to be honest. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name. Yeah. I can't remember his name because I mean, Mac is really his only yeah. big name person. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there's been another. This this even goes to show that like maybe in your drafting you don't even need to take a defense early either because the Bears were undrafted in pretty much every single league, and then like right before the season started they got Khalil Mack. That is the mistake I think. We, we come to every year, it's like, ooh, that's going to be a really hot defense. Yeah. And so somebody's like, you know what, I'll pick them up like seven or eight. And then you just make that fucking yeah, mistake. Same. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you made that mistake. Because, I mean, you don't know. Like, yeah. But ne- next year, next year at draft time, we're all going to be like, ooh, there's that really good oh, defense. We will. Oh, we will. And yeah. we're going to be like, well, you might want to pick them up kind of early because the people are going to be taking them. But, dude. I almost hate to play defenses in in fantasy anymore. I was better I, off not to blame last two weeks. It's true. You would have been you would have been, had a better score if you didn't play a defense the last two weeks. Interesting, but yeah, like Cody was saying, I think you should, the best strategy might be to just play the matchups. Just go for it. If you can stream a defense and get them off the waiver wire, I mean, people bye weeks are going to start coming, and people are not going to hold on to two defenses. People are going to drop defenses left and right or be moving around them there's always going to be at least a decent matchup you can go I just hate using my waiver priority for fucking a defense I hate it yeah that's the problem because then you get kind of screwed because you can't go and get a quarterback especially when there's like a week where or quarterback or running back or something especially when there's a week where like people are not picking anybody up but then the next week you know people are going to be picking people up because like this last week now we're getting to buys like I just used a waiver wire priority Mm -hmm. Now I'm at the back of the pile, mm. you know, coming into bye weeks, you know. Yep. It's like, fuck! Yeah. Come on! Like, I really could use, you know, higher waiver priority right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So that's something to think about in your league. Uh, if, if you're picking mm-hmm. up a defense, your waiver priority is going to – you're going to lose yeah. that waiver priority. But, yeah. Food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last thing we want to talk about is Edelman and – we already kind of talked about Mark Inger with uh, with Alvin Kamara, but um, Edelman's coming back. Um, Aaron Jones just got back after his suspension and kind of came to form this week. Um, what do you what do you do with these players that are coming back? Um, like Devontae Freeman's going to be coming back off of injury. Joe Mixon's going to be coming back off of an injury. Um, these guys are going to be coming back and being ready to go and plug in your lineups. You've been you've had to handle some adversity the last couple weeks and not play them because you obviously because you can't, but. What do you do with these people? Like, I mean, do you just plug and play them in your lineup just based off talent or what? Like, We, we talked about Edelman a little bit earlier about how, you know, he might he might cause Tom Brady to – he might uh, buffer, you know, Tom Brady's stock a little bit because Edelman will come back. But uh, Edelman's old, man. He, he's going to come back, and I think he's just going to be another wide receiver on the Patriots. He's not going to be Julian Edelman, yeah. you know. Evan Ingram, or not Evan Ingram, um, um, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, just another 
another player who's going to come back, and I think they're not uh, Alvin Kamara. Just he's too hot to really do anything. You know, there's players on the come back that you know are very interesting, but I don't think there's anybody who I'm like reaching to get. I think these are the players that are the most interesting stories because people don't know what to make of them. Like Freeman went down, you know, so early that people I feel like have such recency bias that they're willing to forget about like what kind of talent Demonte Freeman is. I mean, the guy's a stud running back and he's an awesome running back one for you. I mean, but people are like, well, I had to build my team up and I haven't been able to use it for like three weeks. It's like, well, not almost we'll build a team without him, but I mean, you're going to get this guy back. That's going to make your team way better. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. And these are, I think all of those guys are all kind of like buy low candidates to be honest, because people don't know what they have in them yet. And I'm like, and people have had to use, go without mixing for two weeks that maybe they don't really miss them as much or they're hoping that they get them back. But We'll see. I think Mixon's a different talent, though. But I think you st- <clears throat> you can start Ingram. I think you can start Ingram. Mm-hmm. I think that Edelman, if you really, really need to start a receiver, you can start him. But other than that, I you can leave him on the bench and see how he does. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. I'm not going to start him. Um, Aaron Jones, I feel like that's all if you really need. Like, if you really, really need a running back, like if you have a running back on a bye, mm-hmm. I don't even think he's, like, an automatic start. Mm-hmm. I don't even – I just don't have a lot of faith in him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Mixon, I think he's an automatic comeback. Yeah. Yep. I think he's automatic. He's, he's, he, he's good. I think if I had Devontae Freeman, I think I would try to sell him. You would say buy low. I think I would try to sell him high right now. Yeah. I think I would I would honestly see what people would be willing to give me for Devontae Freeman. Because you might actually end up getting something really good for for Devontae Freeman and I think you in the long run you might actually be better off. Yeah. I don't know. I just have a feeling. The way that Atlanta's offense has been going, I mean yeah, they're going to play him, but I don't know, like, Devontae Freeman, I don't know. I don't know how, I just have this weird feeling that he's he's not going to produce what he, what he has. Yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I just have this feeling, so. You might be right. It'd be hard to get rid of him, but I'm just saying, if you, if you had running backs and you felt good without him, you've been without him, you felt good without him, I would I'd honestly see be I'd be curious to see what people give give to you for him. Yeah. I mean, no, it's not maybe a bad you idea. need maybe you need a receiver. Maybe you really need like a really good receiver. Yeah. You can get one for him. I agree. Oh yeah, you could get a pretty good receiver for him, like pretty damn good. But one thing that I've kind of learned, and I I mean I tell myself this every single year, is that running backs are just by far the most valuable thing in fantasy. Yeah, like, are. it's not even a comparison of any other position. Like, even, we so we talk about tight ends, but it's it does, it's not even close about how valuable good running backs are. Like, because everybody needs them. Everybody needs them. And when I was, like, in Dynasty, I was down a quarterback. So Jimmy Garoppolo was my quarterback. He went down. I wanted another viable option. I tried to go and feel out some trades and stuff. Now, everybody wanted a freaking quarterback, or a freaking running back from me. Because I have enough running backs to spare and I could trade for one. 
but nobody was willing to get like nobody. I don't know. People, everybody wants a running back, but nobody's willing to pay for him. Is my kind of thing. I feel like everybody's like, oh well, I don't want to. I'm not gonna make my team worse and stuff. It's like, yeah, but like if you want a running back, like you gotta pay for him, man, because they're like they don't come. Oh yeah. Like, I think this is a repeating pattern for every single every single position, and I think it's just because it's early in the season. I think coming into the next couple of weeks, people are gonna be trade happy. Well, buys and everything come up. No, you're right. But I definitely think that things will get interesting. And oh, people yeah. will finally start to be like, all right. like It's like Chase with Tyreek Hill. Like, refuses to even. Like, refuses to even. You could throw in, you could, like, say, hey, I'll, I'll give you Alvin Kamara. He's like, no. Probably <laughs> not, but I'm just, just an example. Yeah. Like, come on. I think people, and I'm probably, I'm probably a person who does this as well. But I think there's people that if you have them on your team, you value them so much more than what like <laughs> an outside person would value them. Yep. Like, and I, I think there's been like a psychological study been done about this. But like, if you own it, you value them because you know what they mean to your team. Especially for like people, yeah. Especially for people who play multiple leagues, who have people in multiple leagues, like. Yeah. I mean, we, we we all play at least three leagues. Like, yeah. I have people who I have in all three leagues, and it's like I really like that person. Yeah. If they have a really shitty week, I have a really shitty week. Like, that's the way it happens. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, but I agree. But if you're my, that's my thing is like, on the waiver wire, you just got to keep looking for those running backs and just try and find them. But if you have the wide receiver depth to go and trade for him when it gets later on in the season, mm-hmm. and people somebody really needs a wide receiver, but they have plenty of Running backs, give up your good wide receiver to go get them because you can you can find a decent wide receiver on the waiver wire so much easier than what you can at running back. It's not even close. Like there's been plenty of wide receivers you could go and grab that are sitting like on our waiver wire right now. You could go and look at the running backs compared to the wide receivers, and you're like, I could pick up this wide receiver and probably play them. They'd be okay. Yeah, you can't. Like, yeah, you can't do that with a running back. Like you right. really can't. It's not close. So. But all right. Anything else, gentlemen? All right. So that's it for today's podcast. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at Beer League FB. Go ahead, if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, uh, give us a like, hit the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. It helps us out a ton. Um, really appreciate your time, guys. We're loving what we do here uh, every week, and we'll be doing it the rest of this season. So take care, guys, and good luck in your fantasy weeks. Beer League! Beer League!